Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. As a Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters, and when everything aligns, that works. And today's episode, we have Deborah Hightower with us. She's a leadership expert and a speaker. Deborah um, wakes people and companies, organizations to issues of leadership, empowerment, and success, and how it helps everyone and everything, including the bottom line, ranging from the financial arena in corporate America to writing and speaking. Her approach is designed to prompt and rethink thinking. Deborah's been acknowledged by America's premier experts and is the leading expert in her field. She has been seen in the um, variety of lifestyle blogs, magazines. She's been listed in Inc. Magazine and one of America's trendsetters in health, wealth, and success. And I think you understand why we have Deborah Hightower with us today on today's episode. So welcome, Deborah. Hello, Marlo. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Well, welcome from Atlanta, Georgia. This is just fantastic. Okay, so um, talk to us about, um, you know, you are a best-selling author and you've written the book, The Secret to Winning Big, Top Strategies for Winning Big in Life and Business. Can you take um, our listeners to the, um, to the springboard of why you wrote the book and what it's about? Um, yes, thank you. Um, I think the biggest um, success nugget for me and for anyone is to really find what you want to do, find how it speaks to your heart, and then how you can take that information and share it with others. And the secret to winning big, the publishing company actually contacted me and said, you know, hey, we're writing this compilation book. We'd like for you to be involved with it. And about that time, I wanted to say, hello, hello, do you have the right person? <laughs> and I always say that, you know, if you are writing a blog or you've written an article or you've posted something on Facebook, whatever, you never know who is watching you because somebody always is. I had never um, written outside just my blog and for fashion and lifestyle magazines, and I had no idea that a publishing house was actually reading my post. So when you find something that you are really interested in and passionate about and that speaks to your heart, I mean, you just never know where that journey will take you. And for me, it took me to writing the book, and then it expanded to speaking and writing for other places like Forbes and, you know, other, other things just sort of exponentially grown from that. And that actually grew and catapulted from corporate America. I have been a financial advisor for 25 years and have coached people in that realm of how to do better and do more with your money and how to plan better and how to accumulate your wealth and then figure out when and how you need to spend it when the time comes. So all of that sort of springboarded from what I knew in corporate America to all these other things. And I think that's so true with all of us. We just never know where the path may lead. And sometimes it's not exactly like we planned, or maybe we didn't plan at all. And it just sort of unfolded as time went on. But that's, that's sort of how it happened for me. 
I love it. I love it. Okay, so we're hearing somebody who is very multifaceted. You know, you talk about finance and lifestyle. How did you merge those two together? I mean, how did you get into writing for some of the lifestyle blogs and, and align yourself with, you know, with those types of magazines and, and being noticed as, as a trendsetter in that health and uh, lifestyle arena? Well, one of my foundational pieces, I think, is Success 360. And what that basically means is that we are one being. And in order to be the best that we can be in every component of our life, they need to sort of all go together. Um, I sort of tongue-in-cheek say, you know, if you're cussing folk out at home, you're probably going to cuss folk out at the office and PTA meeting and church. So, you know, because <laughs> right. we, we can only you know, compartmentalize for so long. You know, we can mm. only get going in one direction for so long and make these behavioral changes for so long if we are not doing it for ourselves and to benefit ourselves and to be better. So really, if you are, you know, whole and you're doing everything you can do and what you want to do, all of those components sort of line up. So that's sort of what happened to me because I, I actually am a high school dropout. It took me a very long time to admit that and to even open my story to other people because I felt so crazy about it. And I thought, you know what? I am in the financial world. If anybody knew that's where I started, um, they will not trust me and, and think I know what I'm talking about. But let me tell you, you can have 15 Harvard PhDs, but nothing will take the place of experience. Now, don't get me wrong, I have two master's degrees, so it's not like I don't have an education now. But so many times we let where we started hinder where we're going, and we just can't do that. I mean, we have to have a plan and work that plan, and that's what I did because it was a rude awakening to drop out of school, have a baby, then realize that you can't get a job making hardly any money if you don't have some sort of education. So in between dropping out of high school, having a baby, going to work in a blue-collar position, and every day that I was in that position, I had to work because I had to have money to take care of me and my baby girl. Um, but every day I was like, you know what? This is a means to get me where I'm going. So I will make this two or $300 a week, which was huge money in the 80s for someone who didn't have any right. kind of skill. That right. was like huge money. I mean, we laugh about that now, but it was huge money in the 80s. So every day I was there and I was doing everything I could to bloom where I was and make as much money and learn as much and go back to school and you know, and do everything that I needed to do to secure my future and my daughter's future. Right. And okay. it just, you could never be tired. You know, it's just a constant thing. So the okay. life experience and the story, you know. It is. And, and, and everybody has that story, right? And this is where, you know, I have just gotten to know you, and I love how real you are. I mean, you obviously are bigger than life, but the thing that I've known about Deborah and your interactions is um, you're very relatable, and I love that. And so the people that are listening to this episode, you know, you're really sparking some things here. Can you take us, was there a turnkey moment? Was there a catalyst moment where you made the decision, or what was it that took you from, you know, being that, that high school dropout to having two master's degrees and becoming wildly successful in life? 
is there something that you can share with us in that moment and how you got I, where to, you are? Yeah. I think the moment was when I realized that there's no going back because you have a baby. And, I mean, it's not like you can just change your mind and don't want the baby anymore. Um and I had started down that path, you know, giving up was never an option. I've always had that internal drive. And when I realized that, okay, to get from here to there, we have to take these steps. We, it's not just going to happen. And I, and I came up with a plan. And I worked two jobs. So I was blue collar during the day. And then, thank God, my mom and dad helped me with my child and babysitting and all of that. Um, so I would leave blue collar. I went to work for an attorney. And during that time as a file clerk at the attorney's office, um, I it opened my mind to the possibilities because he was a very successful attorney. And, um, and he really opened my eyes to see that with right education and a plan, you know, you can be anything you want to be. And I really did think about law school for a while, mm. and I decided that I would rather be um, in the financial world. Went to work for E.F. Hutton, practically had to beg for that job uh, because I knew nothing about nothing, but they let me in the door. And from that, I opened my mind even further and realized, you know what, I want financial success for myself, and I want to help other people find financial success. So that was really the big catapult. Absolutely. And you can hear it because that was something I think, you know, what we're hearing here, Deborah, is you had to teach yourself, you know, the arena of finance. And I think when you take it at that root level that you're so speaking of that, you know, you had to figure it out. I think it's through that. That's why you've become so wildly successful because you've experienced it from the bottom up. And I think that's why your clients can align to you so easily and want to learn from you around that because you're matching your grit to your plan through your experience, and that's your magic bullet. And I just think it's phenomenal. And as people are listening to this, I mean, that's, that's very motivating, right? So is there a nugget or a tip or a pointer um, as you share this story, you know, matching the opportunity that you um, received and the experience that you have, is there any value pointer that you can pass on? I absolutely think it takes an inner searching of what it is you actually want to do. Um, there were times in my life when I was in the blue-collar world that you think, oh, my gosh, I hope that the power company has not turned off my electricity. It was like so close so many times. But I think just because I would never give up, I just, you know, said, okay, there's got to be a way to figure this out. We're going to call the power company and say, you know what? I need a couple more days to pay you. I will pay you, but I need a couple more days. And I was never told no. So I think until we find that courage, you know, breaking out in sweat, rapid heartbeat, all of that, you have to do it anyway. And once I realized that there's no stop in me, you know, if you do the right thing with the right intention and the right heart, things will work out. Now, will it be easy? Heck no. It's hard right. being a single mother. It's hard because there's only so many hours in the day and you have so many things to do. But if you just find that inner strength and nobody can give it to you, nobody can give you confidence, you have to find it yourself. And for me, I would go to the library 
you know, that was like 100 years before Google existed. So I would go to the library. <laughs> you know, yeah. Now you just Google everything. Right. But back then you had to go actually to the library. And I would check out every book that they would let me have, like 10 or 20. How, and I would pour over those books. And this was before I went back to school to get my GED and then go into college. But I went to the library and poured over those books. Okay, I have to figure out how to do this. What do, what do you do? So that's what I did. If I wanted to know something, I looked it up. And that's that organic um, growth that comes. And from all of that, I think it was the confidence that I found somewhere. And, and like I say, I don't think anybody can give you confidence. I think they can encourage you and spur you on and push you off the cliff and all of that. But you really have to find that on the inside. And I was, ne- I, I just wasn't going to quit. Right. And I knew that that path would go somewhere. Right. Right. So this is the thing that I talk about with confidence. You know, it's your accolades and your accomplishments that fuel the confidence. And so when I say that, really, it's like you have to, like you said, that inner search, you have to have that organic growth and understanding, you know, what have you accomplished? What are your accolades? What are you being recognized for? Because that feeds into the strength and the courage to fuel greater confidence, which has been your undenying success. There's no question. And um, so what, what a very, very passionate Story. Now, take us to the process of writing a book. I mean, so we want people to go out there and we want them to learn about um, the secret to winning big. Talk to us about um, you know, your antidotes in there and um, why, you know, why you chose to be part of that and um, a little bit more about the secret to winning big. Great. Um, okay, so I'll give you two tidbits from the book. One is, we've already hit on it a little bit, which is confidence. What is it that you want to do? And some people will say, well, you know, really, I haven't accomplished anything. Well, yes, you have. So let's figure out what that is. Because we are so quick to dismiss, well, you know, I'm not really anybody. And, you know, I don't know what I can do. And I don't think I have any skills. So we speak that on ourselves. Because when you are in that mindset of, well, you know, I don't think I can do it, that hinders success. So that confidence thing. You've done something. You are an expert in something. You have lived this long. Surely there is something that you have done that you're proud of. And it may not be CEO of a corporation. It may be something on a scale that seems much smaller than that, but it's really not. If you are a child caregiver, let's say, that is huge because you are forming the future of our communities and our world. So let's start there. Find what it is that you have actually accomplished. And then from that, let's tweak that and say, okay, here are my skills. This is what I have experience in. So this is where I can go with it. Um, the other thing in the book that speaks so loudly to me is that, you know, we should not be like everyone else. We should stand out. We should be a disruptor in the right way. In the right way, I've got to emphasize that. In the right way, we have to be a disruptor. We can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over that everybody else is doing over and over and over and think that we're going to make a big impact. So for me, when I built my financial planning business, Um, There were few women in the field, 
less than 5% when I started 25 years ago, less than 12% now. So a lot of change has happened, but a lot of change hasn't happened. So what I did when financial planning was not vogue, it was more about buying an investment. I made financial planning my thing because money is not always about money. It's about our heart. It's how we feel about it. It's how we were raised. It's how our parents taught us about it. All of those things go into my coaching to a financial plan. Then we worry about the numbers, and then we think about it and how we're going to get where we're going. Mm. So we have to be a disruptor, and we have to have confidence in what we're doing. And we find those things, you know, in experience. Right, right. And you're taking them to the heart and soul, and that's the thing that you keep coming back to, Deborah. And that's right. the thing that I've witnessed about you and, and the time that I've gotten to know you. It's, it's just your phenomenal grounding. And, you know, when you talk about money, it's really, you know, you're talking about the root level of money, and then let's build it from there. That becomes your foundational piece. And I think that's where people need to understand, you know, that, that what is their, their meaning of money for them personally, because it's different for everybody, just like the, the vision of success, I think, is different for everybody, and that's what you're sharing. It's really very individualized, but yet very grounded and um, very organic, so I love it. I yeah. love it. Okay, so from your, you know, your experience, and you've been with Fox and ABC and Inc. and CNBC and Forbes, what has been, is there a crowning moment or something that um, you can leave us with um, this episode with um, to talk about, you know, a really fun experience that you've had in all of the different um, profiles that you've experienced in life? Is there one that just stands out that you want to share with us, Deborah? I think just generally speaking, it's meeting all the fantastic people in the world. I think we just get so compartmentalized that we just have blinders on and we fail to see the beauty that's all around us. One of the the things that I have so enjoyed is meeting a variety of people. And my client base is a variety of people, ranging from trust fund babies to elderly people who are trying to figure out how to get their money to their kids in the most effective way. And those, those are the, the shining moments, I think, because if you looked at my client base, you would say, my goodness, this is quite a range. And I love that diversity. I talk a lot about diversity when I'm coaching companies and, and other people about how to expand their vision. And that's one of the things, too, in The Secret to Winning Big. It's about not doing the same thing that other people are doing and expanding your mm. mind past what you think, okay, here's my path. Well, let's make that path as wide as we can because you'll be a better person and a better uh, employee and a better mom and spouse and everything if if you do that. So I would think that in all of my meetings of people and tons of podcasts and tons of TV shows, it's always about getting to know that person that's sitting right in front of me. And that's why I just, um, I love you, Marlo, <laughs> because we have just developed this like, just like, oh, you're my soul sister. Right, I right. It. I love it. Synergy. Synergy is everything. Okay, Deborah Hightower, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I know that our audience has learned so much from you. So to learn more about Deborah Hightower, you can visit our website at MarloHiggins.com where you can learn how to obtain her book, connect to Deborah's different resources, and please add her to your circle of influence. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we invite you to share this podcast with others, and thank you in advance. For this partnership. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Thank you.